October 18th, 2023. We're in Masechet Betzah, thank you so much. Eight lines from the bottom at the second Mishnah. This Mishnah begins us in the last several Mishnayot in this Perek, which deal with the proper and appropriate way to get food on Yom Tov. The circumstance situation is, for whatever reason, you weren't prepared with the food in your possession before Yom Tov, and you want to procure it, you want to acquire it on Yom Tov. Hachamim have set in motion different laws. You can't act in the weekday activity, we've talked about that already, Ovadim de Hall. And in addition to that, there just can't be any commercial transactions that take place on Shabbat or on Yom Tov, both in terms of their severity seen as rabbinically prohibited, but the circumstance situation is such that you need meat, you want food for Yom Tov, and you don't have it. Is there an appropriate way at that moment to do so. Says the Mishnah, en nimanin al ha-behema lecha biyom tov. Now that word nimnin or nimanin, milashon minyan, has something to do with numbers or counting. Rashi already tells us, ba-gimara mefaresh mayhi. And the Gemara will explain what it means. Uh, probably the easiest translation is something like registering. But what does that mean? I'm already, just for a moment, jumping to the first words in the Gemara, because these words, the Mishnah, won't be really explainable otherwise. First words in the Gemara are, Mai en nimnin. What do those words mean in the Mishnah? That you're not allowed to be mone on bas uh, behema to get an animal, lechatechila on Yom Tov. Amar of Yehuda, Mar Shemuel, en poskim damim lechatechila. So those words are a little bit more clear. The statement of Shemuel is, nimnim means to be posik damim. In other words, to specify, to determine the amount that it's going to cost. But that's what you're not allowed to do, lechatechila on Yom Tov, which means to say, in a circumstance situation, when a person comes and says, well, I need, uh, I need some meat for my family, you're not allowed to determine this amount of meat which is being given to you is going to cost you that amount of money. That's not permitted on Yom Tov. And we'll discuss why in a moment or two. But that's what those words mean then. Enimnim. We're talking about a slaughter. We're talking about a tabah, a shohet. That's right. That's the issue. It's the transactional uh, um, commitment over here. What's that? How can he and in turn how he can't? My enimanin ama. Excuse me. Says the Mishnah enimnin ala behemalecha tehla biyom tov. Period. Aval nimnin alea meir of yom tov. Okay, that's in contrast to that first statement. If you did so, if the commitment was made before Yom Tov, I'm going to pay you X amount of money for X amount of meat. All right, so that's okay. You can then come and pick up it on pick it up on Yom Tov. Lastly, and Rashi seems to read this based on the Gemara as a separate statement, uh, and I'll explain. Veshohatinu mehalekin benehim. And furthermore, you're allowed to slaughter and divide amongst them. Well, those are the words. What does that mean? What's this? Yes, clearly it's talking about Yom Tov, and the situation in turn we'll see in the Gemara is that there are circumstances and ways that even on Yom Tov, when you didn't make the agreement beforehand, provided that you're not doing it as a financial uh, commitment, but rather as some sort of division after the slaughtering, it's permitted. We'll have to define that, but it means that the first part of the Mishnah is that I'm looking to make a financial agreement commitment. That's forbidden unless you did that before Yom Tov. There is alternatively a way of dealing with getting this meat on Yom Tov if it's mehalekin, if you're separating without some sort of financial commitment. Two questions. One, we already discussed spices in Yom Tov, that we already satisfied 
shop, if you're recording, you're right. shop, pick it up, why can't why isn't the same on here? It's along the same lines. We were we were you referring you're to you're allowed to make the price and you know over here? What does it mean? Right. No, no, that's not what it means. Lechatechila means you're not allowed to establish the price. That's we'll have to define the word easily. You're not allowed to establish the price on Yom Tov. Bidiyavad that you didn't establish the price before Yom Tov, you can nonetheless have a way of dividing this meat, not not financially. That's at no point going to be permitted. What is the bidiyavad Rashi? Rashi three lines into the wide lines. Aval. Shohet hu hatabah, right? The slaughter, when it says in the Mishnah, Shohatin, it's the tabah, it's the slaughter. Belo pisuk damin. He's allowed to slaughter it without determining the financial commitment. Umehalekinota benehim. And then he divides it amongst the people. And the next day, and we'll have to figure out how you're going to do that. It's unfair to the slaughterer, maybe unfair to the person who's purchasing it. But regardless, you can't mention, Jesse, at any cost, you can't mention, no pun intended, the cost on Yom Tov. What's that? He's not mentioning the price. Correct. Correct, exactly. So in other words, the bidi'avad is, to state it clearly, lechatehila means in the ideal circumstance, you determined the price beforehand and you picked it up on Yom Tov, that's 100% okay. You didn't do so, the next case is also 100% okay, but it's not through financials, not through commitment of money or determination of money, but rather just a separation and a tally in mind of how many pieces of meat or what size of meat you got, and the money will be discussed the next day. Right. That, Why would you think you paid before, you couldn't pick it up next day? Nathan's asking that if you're posek damim, kodem yom tov, so then why wouldn't you be able to pick it up on yom tov? Either, like you said, it's some sort of, it's seen nonetheless as a transaction, as a mekah humemka, or alternatively, it's just the, uh, Rashi, first of all, might not even have these words. Uh, you know, Rashi d- doesn't seem to address these words. He might just have, period, and then he has the sefer of the Mishnah, as some of the Mifashim in the back point out. So it might, might not even be mentioned. If it is mentioned, it might just be the contrast of the first statement. The first statement is the more novel statement. The statement is, you can't do this on Yom Tov. Uh, what do you mean? How am I going to do this? So it mentions it matter of factly without much of a idea. So then maybe, so you're saying, so maybe transactionally it wouldn't be right that you're committing to the money beforehand because you're going to have a dispute on Yom Tov. Uh, possible. And then what's the, and you're making such a good claim that it shouldn't work, so then why, should, why does it work? All right, so to be determined, not, not 100%. So it says the Gemara, my en nimnin. What did those words mean in the Mishnah when it said that you're not nimnin, as I mentioned, as we read? Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, en poskim damim lechatechila, period. It means that you're not allowed to determine, you're not allowed to decide as the person who's selling, as the person who's buying, how much this meat is valued for and in turn what the commitment is. Why not? What's the issue? Rashi. En poskin damim, demeka humemka, four lines down in Rashi, beshabatu biyom tobasur, says Rashi, commerce, meka humemka, buying and selling, is forbidden on Shabbat and Yom Tob. Who said? Besefir Ezra. Rashi over here cites from Sefir Ezra, 
where Ezra is rebuking the people after settling the land of Israel, coming back after Galut, that they're involved in commercial activity on Yom Tov, says, on Shabbat, says Rashi, well, I'll tell you what the problem was. It's obviously Asur, albeit not Minhat Torah, but clearly Ezra understood this as problematic. What's that? You read the... One second, one second. One second, it's nobody said Asur from the Torah. It's clearly Asur. Clearly, Ezra maintained that it was Asur. How do I know? Because he's rebuking the people. Why is he rebuking the people if it's not forbidden? That's it. That's what Rashi is citing. No, the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan. Rashi and Daflamidzayin quotes, he mentions one of two reasons in our Masechet. He says, either because of the Pasuk in Sefer Yeshaya, Mimmetso, Hefzecha, Vidaber Davar. Pasuk says that you're not supposed to be involved in. Heftecha, your hafatim, the things that you're interested in. You could focus on sanctified matters on Shabbat, not your business matters. That's one. That's a pasuk commerce. That's a pasuk in Sefi Yeshaya. Alternatively, Rashi cites that it's a gezerah shemeichtov. It's a gezerah that when you when you sell something, you want to write it down to keep a tab. That's the reason. It's one of those two reasons coupled with the Sefer Ezra. That's what's quoted as the reasoning for why commercial activity is asur on Shabbat. What's that? We're only allowing it in certain ways. We're not allowing it in a regular way. You're not allowed to commit to the money. You're allowed to commit to the amount. Okay, you want need food for, for Yom Tov. We're going to allow for you to commit to the amount. The money amount, that's commercial. That's inappropriate. Is it, is it a different formula than the spice? Same thing, same thing. Exactly. Same. When we, when we, when we discussed that over there. When we discussed that over there, we mentioned briefly, provided that, and we even went through it briefly, provided that you did it in the appropriate way. No question. That's what it's uh, referring to. It's assuming it over there. Says the Gemara again, Says the Gemara, So then in the uh, circumstance where you are... Um, Taking your mehalek, the sefa of the Mishnah, your mehalek, shohatinu mehalekin benehem. How do you determine that? How do you determine how much I gave you if we're not allowed to determine it in terms of money on Yom Tov? What do we do? Amar rav mevi behemot. The way to do this is you bring two animals on Yom Tov. I'm interested in buying one. I bring two animals that are very similar one to another. Uma'amidan zo esel zo. You place them one next to the other. Ve'omer, and the butcher says, the one who's selling it, zo kazo. Aren't these similar? Yeah, these are similar. Okay, good. You want this one? You got it. After Yom Tov, we come and we weigh and we determine the value of the one that's still alive. After all, they were almost identical. That's the way we're going to determine it in such a fashion. Tanyana mehem. What's that? You're going to slaughter the other one, and as a result, you're not going to be able to determine after Yom Tov how much the value really was. So you take a good look at these two. They look very similar. One of us is going to take a small loss, but we're, we're committed to saying these are similar enough that the value of this one is the same as that one. That's how we'll determine it after Yom Tov. Tanya means beraita, means as well, hache means like this. We can support the statement of Rav with the following beraita. Lo yomar adam you can't say to your friend that I'm going to commit to buying this meat or to being involved in this food uh, transaction with a sailor with a certain amount of money or two of those amounts of money. But what you're allowed to say is, I'll go half in with you, I'll go a third in with you, I'll go a quarter in with you. Effectively, you're not specifying money, Jesse, right? You're rather saying broadly the portions that I'm involved in, that I want, and that's permitted. So the hachamim, who are the ones who 
said it was asur to be involved in Mekah Humemkar, nonetheless, in order to allow for us to get food appropriately on Yom Tov, said, but do it in a more clean way without mentioning the money, a Shinui type of approach, a less, less money-focused uh, um, a discussion. What's that? Next, Mishnah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the same for all. This example is meat. I imagine because meat you want it to be, well, I guess dairy also. I was going to say meat you want it to be fresh in, in the moment, slaughtering it, but I guess you could say it by dairy as well without refrigeration. More of a Yom Tov necessity, indeed. All right, says the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah deals not with commerce, but rather with what I mentioned earlier, weekday activities. It's in the same context of well, getting food that I need and want on Yom Tov, but it's not per se in terms of the issue of buying it, it's rather, as, as Charles just mentioned, it's weighing or scaling. I need to determine the weight. Am I allowed to do that on Shabbat, on Yom Tov? Well, I'd imagine I'm not. Why not? It's a weekday activity. Says Rabbi Yudah, what you're allowed to do, and you can understand from what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, what you're allowed to do is to take out your scale, to use your scale in order to determine how much meat you're getting or you're using, provided that you don't use a regular weight. He doesn't say those words explicitly, but he does tell us, provided that the what you put on the other side, on one side you're putting a piece of meat, on the other side of the scale, you're putting a keli, some sort of utensil, or alternatively a kopitz, that we established that's a cleaver. In other words, that's not a normal thing that you would scale and weigh with. You normally have your weights, you have your litra, you have different weights set aside, and then you want to know how much is this, I put uh, one pound and two pound and whatever, and that's how I determine it. Can't do it like that. What you can do it is, in a different way, in a unique, shinui circumstance and approach, you take something else and you put it on the scale. In such a circumstance, this person who's slaughtering and giving out the meat is able to determine how much, what the weight is. He's not determining the price. That's what we established in the last Mishnah. You are too lenient, say the Hachamim. You're not allowed to be mashkiach, Rashi. Mashkiach me'ayen. Le'ayen means to look into. We know that mashkiach is the person who supervises in a kosher establishment. You're not allowed to look into or look at at all in any circumstance on Yom Tov a scale. Weights are ovadin dehol, whether you're doing it bishinui or not, whether you're using a weight or using on it the cleaver or some sort of utensil, forbidden, say the Hachamim. Says the Gemara, my call it ikar. What did it mean? The Hachamim could have just said, the Mishnah could have said, the Hachamim osrim could have said, and the rabbis say, this is forbidden. Instead they say, you're not allowed to look at the weight, call it ikar, at all. Those extra words, that very verbose, verbose way in which they spoke, makes it appear as if they're not just saying, don't use a weight, they're saying something more. What are they telling us? Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, no, you're going to be using it in order to cut the meat. That's permitted. Why would it be? Um, so, what's the statement? Says the Gemara. Says Shemuel. Shemuel says that the explanation is which means to say you have mice, you have rats, you have whatever walking around or 
crawling around in your home, in your shop, or whatever the circumstance is, you want to just keep it away from them. You want to place it high enough that they can't jump up to it. I'm not interested in scaling or weighing this. I know I can't do that on Yom Tov. I'm not going near that. The only reason I'm putting it on the weight, on the scales, is so that I keep it away from, well, the rodents. That's Asura as well. Why so? Don't even go near it, say the Hachamim. Can't even use it for other uses um, in such a circumstance. It's absolutely forbidden. Amar Avidi Bar Avin Vehu Detalya Betarita. Avidi Bar Avin says, listen, according to the Hachamim, you are sometimes allowed to put it on those uh, on the sides of the scale. It's uh, only when it's a very usable scale that you can't. In other words, if it's a scale that's properly calibrated, I'll, I'll give the exact word in a second, but it's properly weighted, then you can't put it on it, and it's a real scale, then it's real weights that are actually going to be used in a normal circumstance, you can't even preserve, you can't even safeguard your piece of meat on it. However, if it's not properly calibrated, in other words, it's there, it could be fixed, but it's not in that state right now, you could use it as a storage piece, according to the Chachamim. What's the specific? The Talya B'Tarita. Rashi says a Tarita is some sort of ring which is placed at the top, which helps to calibrate, to keep it straight, the weight. In other words, in order to keep the weight straight across in one line, as opposed to tilting one way, you put this ring at the top. If that ring is not at the top, so it's not a regular usable scale. Now, I still don't want you using it on Yom Tov, but you're allowed to put your meat according to the hachamim on it in order to keep the rodents, rodents away from it. All right, the Gemara continues with some of these details. Tabah uman. Uman means a person who's uh, very proficient, who's, uh, who's an expert. An expert slaughterer, butcher, asur lishkol basar biyad. As if the person's an expert butcher, what they can do is they can take a piece of meat in this hand and they can hold a weight in their other hand and they can be the weight. They could be the scales, generally speaking. And therefore, on Yom Tov, you say, okay, that's not a regular weekday activity. No, for this man, it's a weekday activity. For this man, that's how he always does it. He's a tabah, he's a butcher, uman, who's an expert. For him, he's not allowed to do it either. It's asur, even biyat. Ve'amar of Yehuda, Mar Shemuel. Tabah uman, asur ishkol basar b'mayim. You furthermore, if you're an expert butcher, you don't need to weigh it on the scales. You have your own mechanisms, whether it's your hand or water. What does water mean? Rashi explains water. It means you have some sort of container, utensil, which you marked off on the sides certain marks in terms of the weight of the item that's being placed in. So you have a certain amount of water that's in it, and by placing the piece of meat into it, the water will go up to, based on what weight it is, you're not allowed to use that on Yom Tov, but you'll say it's different, not different enough. That's what expert butchers apparently would use, not different enough to consider it permitted on Yom Tov. The poskim debate exactly that issue. How are you allowed to? If you're allowed to, you are allowed to for the kazai. You're not allowed to weigh other things though. You're not allowed to do regular scaling and weighing on Shabbat or on Yom Tov. For mitzvah, based on circumstance and situation, they permit it. But 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 exactly this is what's that? Isn't yeah, but you could have had it prepared beforehand. You're doing it in terms doing it in terms of the purchase. Okay, we do uh, tomorrow, inshallah. That's a, it's a wonderful question. You want the details on it, inshallah. Okay, Rav 
Asula asot bet yad babasa. You're furthermore not allowed to make a handle on the meat. Apparently the way they used to sell meat seems a little gross to me, but this is the way they used to do it is they would dig a little bit of a hole, make a little bit of a, what's that? Is it? No, because you're doing it through the meat. According to Rashi, you're doing it through the meat. You make a hole in the meat and then you're grabbing the meat as a handle. Yeah, a little bit gross, right? That you're not allowed to do on Yom Tov either. What does it have to do? Nothing, nothing to do with trans. That you're doing it for transportation reasons, an easier way to carry it around. Apparently, that's a weekday activity determined the Hachamim as well. Inappropriate to do on Yom Tov. All I'm doing is making a hole, but you're making a hole in order to move it from one place to another. Not a Yom Tov activity. Amar Ravina, Ubiyada Shari. However, says Ravina, if you make that bet yad, that handle with your hand, in other words, you don't use a knife in order to carve it in and get that handle, you do it with your hand, even grosser, okay, then it's permitted. I guess then it's a shinui enough to consider it not a weekday activity. Amar Ravuna, mutala asot siman babasar. Ravuna furthermore says there's a permissibility to make a siman. A siman, the Gemara will give an example in a moment, but effectively it means I'm carving the meat out in a specific shape. Why would I do so? Because I want to be able to distinguish. I'm not doing it for sale reasons. I just want to know this is mine. I'm going to hand five pieces of meat to you and say, can you bring this to my house? I don't want you to confuse it with other pieces of meat to get it lost. And as a result, I want to have it in a specific shape. I'm allowed to do that on Yom Tov. Says the Gemara Kiha, again, this is, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around how often this would happen, but apparently these sorts of things happened more often than we expect. He had the Rabbah Barafuna. After all, this is similar to the way of Rabbah Barafuna. What would he do? Mehatech la atelat karnata. He used to have a three-corner, Rashi points out on the right-hand side, three-corner is a triangle. He would have a three-corner sh- uh, shape, a triangle, in order to distinguish his pieces of meat from others. He didn't want, says Rashi, people who lived in his house and close to his house as it was being delivered, for it to be mixed up with others. I bought my five pieces, these are my five pieces. Don't get it lost. You know mine, mine are the ones that are triangular in shape as opposed to all the other ones. That's permitted to make those sorts of shapes on Yom Tov. Says Gemara, Rabbi Hiyab, Rabbi Shimon, Birbi. Shoklin, mana keneged mana bi Yom Tov. Rabbi Hiyab and Rabbi Shimon, Birbi would weigh their pieces of meat one to the other. They would take my piece of meat and your piece of meat and they would scale that on the weight. In other words, we were going to the butcher and we both wanted to get pieces of meat. Right? So we wanted to get equivalent pieces of meat in terms of size. We would put that on the scale and weigh them. That's permitted. Say, certainly not Chachamim in our Mishnah. Chachamim said, You're not allowed to even store it on the scale. What about according to Rabbi Yudah? Rabbi Yudah didn't seem to say that. Rabbi Yudah said you could use, you could put a utensil, you could put a cleaver on one side. He didn't say you could put a mana, a piece of meat. A piece of meat is more normal that you're putting a piece of meat on one side, a piece of meat on the other. These are two customers. These are two customers who are going, either two customers or what seems from the continuation of the Gemara, two people who are taking it from one location. And the, the continuation of the Gemara when they went to get fish is was in the household of Ribi. But the point is there's two people who are coming to pick up meat and they want to have the same amount. We're splitting it evenly. You're allowed to do that? Keman. Man means who? Like whom? 
whose opinion is this following in terms of permitting putting meat on the two sides of the weight of the scale in order to determine whether it's the same amount or not? It's neither the Bihuda in our Mishnah nor like the Hachamim Iker Bihuda. If it were to follow the opinion of the Bihuda, well, listen to his words in our Mishnah. Ha'amar didn't the Bihuda say, quote, Shokela Dambasar Keneget Hakeli or Keneget Hakopis. The Mishnah said, that's right, you're allowed to use a utensil, you're allowed to use a cleaver, very strange and different things as the scale or as the weight against this. You're allowed to do it um, parallel to a utensil, not parallel to mide. Mide means a thing. Aharina means a different, not anything different. They were, he was very particular in the Mishnah. The point. That's not a keli. A keli is a utensil. And that's not sufficient. It's not. Certainly can't use a weight, but he gave us specific examples. He said a utensil or, or a cleaver. It's not meat. meat. Meat apparently is a lot more normal, and as a result, it can't be. Ikara uh, banan, if you're going to tell me the following opinion, Hachamim said you're not allowed to use the scale at all. And we explained it in the Gemara, it means you're not allowed to even store on the scale, on the weight. So certainly not them. So whose opinion were they following? can't tell me these rabbis were going against explicit opinions and didn't have an opinion to hang their opinion on. In who, says the Gemara, they, the Avud, they were doing, their opinion was following Kirbi Yehoshua, the opinion of Rabbi Yehoshua, Detanya, as we have a Beraita which teaches the following, Rabbi Yehoshua, Omer, Shoklin, Mana, Keneged Mana, Beyom To, period. Rabbi Yehoshua, who's an author from the time, who's a rabbi from the time of the Mishnah and Beraita, his opinion, this Beraita, conflicts with those two opinions in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had a, a, a somewhat lenient opinion and a very stringent opinion. This is, and much more strong. What's that? That's why it's permitted according to Rabbi Yehoshua. But in our Mishnah, our Mishnah is not talking about commerce. The last Mishnah was commerce. This is Ovadin Dehal. It's hard to quantify. It's hard to define what is weekday activity. So we have three opinions now. We thought we had two. We thought we had Rabbi Yudan Hachamim. We have an even more lenient opinion, Rabbi Yehoshua. What's that? You have to assume they rarely do that on a weekday. I assume, but I mean, listen, then why did Rabbi Yudan say it was forbidden? So I think, I think it's something in between. It's usual? Common or usual? In other words, that's... So, so my theory on this, contrary to what Eli read, um, is that it's something in between. Eli, you're not, that's not helping me. I know to be that holds it's a normal weekday activity. Question, no, 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 it's okay. The question is the prevalence. How often is it done? So I think it goes like this. If you're using weights, that's what's always done. If you're using a utensil, that's never done. I think this one's somewhere in the middle. Sometimes it is, sometimes not. Says Rabbi Uda, stay away from it. Forbidden. Says Rabbi Yoshua, since it's not absolutely normal, it's not common, but it is done, I think that must be the in-between over here. You're telling me we're going to subjectively determine what's the derech or not. Hard to say. Chachamim rarely do that. You're saying only because we did uh, Uman earlier? No, I'm saying we did Uman for Humrah. There are certain utensils that we know for sure are for weekdays, then okay, that would be a suit. Right. One person happens to do it in a way that without using utensils during the week, for him that's weekday. 
So that was the Uman that would be Asur. I agree, we're going to have Humrat in that direction. But what about this one? Kula. When you're using a piece of meat, you're saying it's going to depend on the butcher? It seems like it's... So then for sure it's going to be forbidden. Them doing it. Um, no. It's an interesting point. Listen, in our Mishnah, never told us the butcher. Rashi told us the butcher, right? Rashi, the first words on the Mishnah, Rashi says, He injected that. So you're asking on Rashi, if the Mishnah was talking about a butcher and you're using a little bit of the Charles logic, the Mishnah was talking about a butcher, that's how you'll resolve this. You'll say, this is regular guys. Maybe for them, this is more permitted. No, it's an interesting suggestion. No, you knowledge as to what the value is by putting them on the same side, on each side. Neither... Uh, it's even, but it's not weekday activity. I hear what you're saying. Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Weekday activity. For all intents and purposes, that's the question. Is this a weekday activity? It's an interesting way of framing it as well, Alan. In other words, maybe that's why we're further, maybe that's the logic of Rabbi Hoshua, and you'll work with Alan. This is common, but it's not commercial, so it's less weekday. Before you don't tell we got together and split that meat. Right. Right. Agreed. So that, that's why Alan, I guess now you as well, are arguing this is more lenient according to Bioshua. Yeah. This might be what they do so during the not, week. Right, got it. No, this, they might do this during the week entirely. However, it's not a weekday activity because it's not inappropriate. We're just making sure it's equal. I, I hear you. It's an interesting point. Amar of Yosef, halacha kirbi Yoshua. Says Rav Yosef, we are lenient on this matter like kirbi Yoshua. Neither one of the opinions in the Mishnah, but the opinion in the Beraita of kirbi Yoshua, the meat versus the meat is permitted. Uh, that's the halacha that we follow, says Rav Yosef. Why so? How do you determine that? The Mishnah had two opinions. This is Beraita. We give preference to Mishnah to then Beraita. There's a reason it was left out of Mishnah. Ho'il sends utnan bebechorot kavateh. He says in Masechet Bechorot, don't get too nervous, not too much Bechorot conversation. We're past most of that. But anyway, it says the Mishnah in Masechet Bechorot is Tenan, that's that we taught it in the Mishnah, Kavate, in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yoshua. What does it say over there and how does it have any relevancy to us? Ditnan Pesuleha Mukdashin Hanaatan Lehekdesh Veshoklin Mana Keneged Mana Bebechor. So here's the circumstance briefly. You, you see there's a long Rashi who details everything. I'm going to give you as much as we can in terms of giving this full color. So it goes like this. Um, the, the halakha is if you are maktish, if you make something sanctified for the mikdash, can't get any benefit from it. It needs to go to the mikdash. What if it has a blemish? If it has a blemish, you do what's called pidyon. You, you give the value of that animal and then you get the animal. What do you do with the animal then? Well, you can eat the animal, but you can't have, you know, what are you going to do in terms of handling the animal? How are you going to, what are you going to eat the whole animal? So you're allowed to sell it. You're allowed to sell it in a full-fledged fashion. Now that it was nifte, now that it no longer has that same sanctity any longer, you can bring it to the marketplace and you can sell it for its full value in a regular fashion, scaling, weighing, 
purchasing and all that sort of stuff. That's with regards to an animal which was sanctified to be a korban, which was, uh, which was set aside to be a sacrifice. That's in contrast to bechor. Bechor is the firstborn. Even after the bechor has a mum, has a blemish, the halakha is you can't do certain things with the bechor. It's asur begizava avodah. You're not allowed to work in the field with the bechor, with the firstborn, and you're not allowed to shear its wool. You're allowed to eat from it, nothing more. It means it still maintains a bit of its sanctity, and therefore you can't in the regular fashion take it to the marketplace, scale and weigh and sell it in that fashion. What you can do, however, says the Mishnah, read it, Pesuleha Mukdashin, Hana'atan Lehekdesh, Vishokle. So when you have Pesuleha Mukdashin, that's something which is Pasul, but it was Kodesh, it's invalidated. Hana'atan Lehekdesh, right? Since the benefit that you make, I got $100. That means the value of this animal was $100, and I needed to pay the $100 in terms of my in terms of my valuation of it to the Mikdash, do it in the regular fashion. That's what the Mishnah goes on to explain. Here's the key line for us. When it comes to the firstborn animal, which maintains a certain sanctity, and as a result, you need to treat it with more respect. You can't heke, bring it to the marketplace and sell it. It still has a certain kiddushah. How do you know it has a certain kiddushah? You can't just bring it to the field and work with it. You can't just shear off its wool. Oh, now I need to treat it a little bit more respectfully. That's the bechor. As a result, you can't just bring it to the marketplace, slaughter it, and put it on the scale and sell it the same way you would other things. You need certain respectful ways. What's the respectful way? Mana keneged mana. You're allowed to say, I'm going to give you two equal amounts of pieces. We're not going to do a regular scaling, but that type of scaling is permitted. Do you follow? In other words, that Mishnah and Bechorot is telling me that that's not a weekday inappropriate activity. You understand, again, what is and what's not permitted with a Bechor, according to this opinion of Rabbi, according to this Mishnah. This Mishnah is making clear, listen, if you take the meat of the Bechor and you put it on one side of the scale and you put a weight on the other side, not appropriate. Treating it like regular meat, no good. It still has a certain kiddushah. If alternatively you want to put a piece of meat here and a piece of meat here in order to determine that they're the same, uh, same size and weighed piece of meat, that's permitted. Ooh, you see, that's telling you that's more respectful. That's telling you that's more refined. That's not transactional in the same typical way. What's that? You could do that as well. But I want to make some money. The Torah says, Torah says it's edible at that point. It has a moon and it's edible. I want to eat from it. Not only do I want to eat from it, I want other people to eat from it. And that's my interest in it. So the Gemara is suggesting, although to deflect in a moment or two, is suggesting that that accords with our Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua said that on Yom Tov, you're allowed to be shokel to scale, to weigh mana keneged, mana piece of meat, another piece of meat. Why? That's not considered inappropriate weekday activity. That's similar to Bechor. Bechor, we permitted that, even though we forbade the regular weighing and scaling, and in turn, that seems to be the support why Rav Yosef says, Halakha ker bi Yoshua. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Be'chalam b'shamara sa'a kadosh baruchu z'koy se'el. Ficha.